Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome back to the Out of Spec podcast. I'm Francie, and I'm joined today by Kyle in Portugal. Uh, and it's great to see you, Kyle. Uh, how, how are things over there? Tell us exactly where you are. Yeah, I'm in Lisbon at the moment, and I've been driving all around coastal roads, mountain roads throughout Portugal, um, driving uh, some electric BMWs, and it's just been a fantastic, beautiful country to be in. Muito bom. Very good. I know a little bit of Portuguese, so I'll, I'll say it here and there, I'm sure. But yeah, so you've been, quote unquote, ripping in the canyons of Portugal, right? So uh, what? who brought you over there? What exactly have you been most excited to do? Yeah, uh, so I came uh, with uh, BMW to drive the new i5, which mm -hmm. I can't actually talk about at the time of this recording because it's still under embargo. I just finished driving the car um, but I can talk about all the specs, all the features, all the pricing, just not driving impressions yet. But I figured in this episode, we wouldn't even talk about the i5. We would talk about its big brother, the i7, which is a car we've reviewed many times on out-of-spec reviews. Uh, but this is the first uh, international launch, if you will, of the i7 M70, which is the top luxury trim and the top performance trim of the seven series and uh you know you're getting close to $175,000 and up for this type of car so are we really providing real consumer advice when i talk about how it drives in a canyon probably not but it's really fun and it's been really interesting i also saw an aston martin signet today which is that yellow thing which is super rare little tiny aston martin not electric and then my my dream car which is a citroen ami uh, saw one of those as well that right there so sick um love that car so yeah it's been a great time here in portugal beautiful country great people awesome seafood uh really been enjoying it and uh yeah it's my last day here 
Last day there. Well, I'm glad you've been enjoying it. Yeah. Tell me a little bit more. So um, about the i7 and what the experience was like taking it out on the road. And like you said, yeah, this isn't a normal, you know, consumers, probably maybe ideal car, but a realistic car. Um, But also, yeah, tell me about that price point and also your experience taking it out on the road. Yeah, you're totally right. It's not like, okay, there's like such a small percentage of our audience that is shopping for this car, but we still need to provide consumer advice across all electric cars. And so, um, yeah, I mean, if you're lucky enough to be in the market for something like this, oh, what an amazing car. Now, I thought the same thing about the standard i7, which is the the i760 is the one that we drove. It's a 100 kilowatt hour dual motor car, fairly efficient. It's built actually on a combustion uh, platform, uh, adapted for electric, but it works really well. It has great thermal management, good driving range, uh, fantastic driver assistance, hands-free driver assistance. Maybe we'll talk about that a little bit too. And it's a really uh, great, great car. I mean, yeah. So anyway, this i7 M70 is you take the base car and you just turn it up to 11. It's got a more powerful rear motor, 480 horsepower just on the rear axle, and then another couple hundred on the front. It's like 650 horsepower, uh, zero to 60 in three and a half seconds, something like that. Um, just awesome performance from what's meant to be like a luxury cruiser, not so much. Uh, like a Tesla Model S plaid straight line competitor, if you will. Sure. So something that you mentioned earlier kind kind of, you know, made me curious. You said that basically they took kind of the ICE version and made it like adapted that for the EV. So what are the important things to be considered when taking that approach rather than building from the ground up EV version? So BMW will tell me and you if that they actually started with the EV version and then converted it for ICE. But there's no way that's true. I mean, they, they, they had to consider all powertrain options at the beginning. And, you know, I was talking to one of the, the board of management for BMW last night over dinner, and um, he was the supply chain guy, really nice guy. But he's like, look, like if we're a, we're a global company, we need to source, uh, you know, sell vehicles in multiple markets, many of which are not ready for electric yet. And therefore, we offer gas, diesel, plug-in hybrid and uh, battery electric. And BMW is really the, not going to be the first one to say we're going fully electric. That's for sure. You know, they, they kind of don't want to, is my impression. They want to sell a mix. They want the customer to choose what drivetrain they want. It's an interesting approach, especially as Tesla with so much popularity is full battery electric and Model 3 and Model Y mainstream vehicles outselling almost everything. Um, I'm, they're definitely like, my impression is BMW is not like, oh, we're ready for electric. Let's go all in. I think this is like, okay, let's dip our toes in the water, build really awesome electric cars, which they are. And for being, a, I would say, not a bespoke platform for battery electric or a ground up battery electric platform, the 7 Series is probably the best electric car in most categories. Not all, but in many of them. It's the most quiet. It's the most comfortable. It certainly, I think, is the best to drive in terms of just cruising around the the uh, suspension calibrations are amazing. The motor calibration is amazing. It does some things better than almost any electric car. And so it's so cool that they're able to build such a good EV with the compromise of also fitting a combustion powertrain into the car. Um, there are some compromises with the electric one, though. In the 7 Series, you have a, a floor that's about an inch or two higher than the combustion one. So you actually sit a bit higher in the car. 
Uh, interestingly, this is not a driving impression, in the i5, they've shaped the battery pack uh, so that it fits in the existing space where the combustion car's plug-in hybrid battery goes. And so the floor pan is the same in the 5 Series. So you actually sit lower in the i5 than you do in the i7, which I prefer. Okay, I was about to say, do you have a preference of higher or lower? Yeah, I want to be on the ground. I want to feel that car move all around. I want to be as low as possible. So, um, you know, to to the you know not to drag the story on too much because I want to keep this a relatively quick episode. The i7 M70 uh, takes the standard car, 650 horsepower, 800 pound feet of torque, or something stupid like this. Really quite quick. It's got a boost function, has launch control, and uh, yeah, I I did the thing because when I first tested this car, and the video will go up soon, or maybe it'll be up. Uh, already when this goes up. The, the first thing I always test when I test 40 versions of luxury cars, like an EQS AMG, a direct competitor to this car, is you have to make sure that they don't mess up the comfort. You know, 99% of buyers are walking into a dealership looking for this car and they're saying, I want the best one. And so they're going to say, here's the i7 M70. They'll write the check and bring it home, which means like they're probably not going to be a sporty driver. It still needs to be ultimate comfort. However, there's also going to be a small subset of purchasers that are saying, you know what? I really want a seven series. Maybe I get driven to work sometimes. Maybe I just commute to work sometimes, but I live in the mountains or I want to go mm-hmm. you know, on a twisty road. And I just want it to handle a little bit better. I want it to be, you know, you know, as a driving enthusiast, you just want a bit more connection, a bit more control over the car. And so that, that performance buyer, I think, has got to be single-digit percentages for this car. I think most people going M70 are saying, give me the best one, see you later. And that's what they're going to get here. So it's got the nicest interior materials, BMW individual paint. I had a frozen Tanzanite blue example that was just gorgeous with mm. this blue and um, tan wool interior that was absolutely amazing. Uh, had the big theater screen in the back, the Bang & Olufsen sound system, which still is not as good as the BMW iX. I, I was talking to some of the engineers and they're like, yeah, we kind of agree. They Someone thought that maybe the iX had two subwoofers and this only has one because uh, it sounds great at low volume, but once you crank it, it runs out of bass. So yeah, don't know what's up with that, but i7 still needs a better sound system in my opinion, better subwoofer. Um, But yeah, that was cool. So the luxury thing, what I found was they didn't mess it up. It's still super comfy. You go down the road and it wafts so nice. They have this uh, 48-volt sway bar disconnect on the front axle so that um, the wheels can hit the bumps without affecting the other wheels. So as you're Mm -hmm. cruising along, a wheel can drop in, but the one that's not hitting the bump continues straight rather than a sway bar, which would cause the car to kind of side wobble a little bit. So you get no side wobbling. The car is just floating along over these bumps. It's the Rivian suspension works this way too. And it's magical. It's crazy. So they got that part down. That was good. So then I took it in the canyons. I found a 911 Turbo S and we just went full send through the canyons and got the brakes hot, really drove the car hard coming out of corners sideways. It weighs 6,000 pounds. It is so heavy. It's like driving the Empire State Building down these little tiny, uh, you know, Portuguese canyon roads. But I got to tell you, when you drive this car hard, it feels like it weighs 4,000 pounds. Like it really, it's got three and a half degrees of rear steer. It's got a lot of power on the rear axle. It's 285 section tire on the back, 255 front. So you really get the weight set, lean it all on that back corner, stab the throttle, 
and it's got the grip, it's got the power, it's got the thermal longevity, and it boogies. Yeah, it's heavy. The braking distances are long because it's so heavy, but it it actually is way sportier than the standard i7, which I thought was competent but not fun. This you can actually have some fun in. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So it sounds like there weren't any, there weren't too many uh, surprising compromises in this one. Okay. So there are some issues. The, the major issue I have with this car is BMW does something called a, or I call it a torque limitation by steering angle. So if you're coming out of a corner, you turn the wheel. Okay. So you have some steering on, you hit the accelerator pedal and it kind of accelerates, but you're floored and it's not going. And then as soon as you start to straighten up the wheel, in line with when you're coming straight, it starts to ramp up the power. Oof. But I'm like, okay, I get that if you have traction control on and everything. I turn you know, DSC full off and it says DSC off and it's still just matted and it, it won't go. So the thing is the car is so heavy, you have to slow way down for the corners, get the car set. And what you really want is a big power to pull you out of a corner right. and you just don't get it. Now, is any M70 owner going to care about this? Maybe if they're a driving enthusiast, but then they're probably not going to be ripping their seven series in the canyons. Maybe it's just a me problem, but it really was annoying. And so I talked to the engineers about it and they're like, we're going to email the colleagues and see why we do this so we can get you a better answer. And it's really great coming to an event where there are so many engineers working on the car because they're like, oh, you found that out. Okay. Interesting. So we, and they're all like coming to me, asking me all these questions. What do you think about this? How would you, how would you do this differently? And I'm helping them retune their max range mode. Like there's so many little things that um, we've just been geeking out about for the last three days. It's been incredible. And this is, uh, this is something wrong with the car that needs, needs to be tuned differently because if you brand it as a sporty model with an M badge, it has to be sporty. And it's just, it is up until like eight tenths and then it falls apart. Up until you're taking that curve. Okay. Well, I did want to cover this, as you called it, the Duracell. Yeah, it's the Duracell paint color. BMW doesn't call it that, but that's of the communication not. color for the car, which is like all the press materials of the i7 M70 are in that color. And it's literally a Duracell battery. <laughs> I like it. Looks old school and cool. Um, well, <laughs> it is, it's pretty interesting, but yeah, I got to run. So basically the video, the full review will go up, but for those of you who don't want to watch it, the thing is going to be the best. Like if you walk in and you say, I want the best seven series, no compromise. You're going to love it. If you walk in as a performance enthusiast, you're also going to love it up until a certain point where just some small tweaks would make the car do so many more things on a back road. And really what we've learned is when this car is three or four years old and $50,000, it's the car to buy. Right. Well, thanks for coming online, Kyle. Um, hope you have a great time left in Portugal and uh, we'll look forward to those videos. So we'll see you next time. I'm glad that they have you there to be curious with them and their engineers. Yeah. Right. Thank you. See y'all later. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? 
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 